Our DT Systems, the Wrap 1400 or 1400 if you like doing it that way. But it's the Wrap 1400. It's a collar that is super reliable, ready to rock, and it's super handy because you can hold it in your hand while you're shooting your shotgun during duck season. So it's a cool unit for you and your dog come hunting season so that you've got control over any situation. Anything the dog throws at you during the hunt is right there, easy and accessible. Bingo, bango, bongo. If you don't want that one, check out the H. 201820. It's the DT Systems and it's dog tested, dog tough. Our baby Gunner Kennels. Man, one of the things that I love about Gunner Kennels is they're thinking about our older hunting buddies. Old Buck, he hangs out in a gunner kennel when he goes to and fro. And in his, we've got the ortho pad. He's got the old joints. And, and even if your dog's not old like Buck, you just want a little bit of added protection as you're rolling down the road to keep that dog from bouncing around a little bit. So the ortho pad, super huge. If you got a younger dog that may dig a little bit, maybe chew a little bit, that performance pad is going to be clutch as well. So check it out. It's the full kit brought to you by Gunner Kennels, always innovating our industry and always keeping your dog safe. Slide in the DMs if you'd like to learn more about getting you and your dog into a gunner kennel. It's force fetch, baby. It's the number one question we get asked. You don't know how to fix it? Let me help you. Let me get you to your goals. We built a course, bunch of videos. I think there's 13 or 14 videos start to finish on how you and your dog can get through the force fetch process successfully. The link's in the description. Be sure to check it out and let me help you and your dog. Welcome to another show. It's our Christmas special, baby. Me and Kevin are here. We're going to rock around the clock, rock around the Christmas tree. We're going to deck the halls. We're going to slay some bells. Let's get after it. Excited for this episode. We should have a good time with it. Um, We've got favorite Christmas songs. We got Q&A. We got it all. So stick with us. But first, do me a solid. If you enjoy the show, if you enjoy the Instagram and YouTube and everything we've been putting out there, jump on patreon.com forward slash Lone Duck Outfitters. The link is in the description of the show and join the community. It's like buying me and Kevin a beer, but we also help answer your questions more and do bi-weekly or bi-monthly happy hours where we all kick back and have a beer ski. And actually, later tonight is our Christmas happy hour. So I'm excited for that. Um, Next up, Force Fetch, our number one ask question. In fact, tonight when we posted for the Q&A, several of the questions revolve around some sort of Force Fetch question. That is why we designed this course. Link is in the bio. Any breed, any dog, soft dog, hard dog, nervous dog, high drive dog, whatever you got, this course is for you so that you can learn and do it yourself. Link in the description. Thank you very much. Next up, from the duck blind to the holding blind, baby. It's Purina. That pro plant sport is what we feed all the big dogs. Our puppies are on their large breed puppy formula. Get a bag, get into the pro plan. Next up, Man, nothing better than a gigantic box under the Christmas tree that says 
Gunner Kennels. If you didn't get your significant other a Gunner Kennel or the food crate or all the good doohickeys that they offer, you really missed out. Next up, dog tree collars. Another little stocking stuffer, if you will. One of those gifts that keeps on giving every time you go out and train. Every time the dog is in the backyard, maybe your dog jumps on the countertop. I don't know. But dog tree collars got your back. Next up. Mm, That's Santa Claus shooting that Kent, baby. You know he's up on his sleigh just shooting those migrating Canada geese as he's flying by, baby. He's under power. That's illegal, Santa Claus. That's a federal offense, shooting a Canada goose under power, even if it's reindeer-driven. Next up, smoke them if you got them, baby. The Traeger Grills. I don't know about you, but this would also be a big win underneath the Christmas tree. I mean, you can put... I don't want coal for Christmas. I want Traeger pellets. I want to find some of their beautiful rubs and barbecue sauces in my stocking. A little smoke them if you got them. Traeger grills. Next up, Standing Stone Kennel, Standing Stone Supply. Plenty of great stocking stuffers in their store. You can check them out at standingstonesupply.com. Pretty much anything you need to raise a hunting dog, train a hunting dog, even whelping supplies and stuff like that for puppies, they've got your back, Standing Stone Supply. And lastly, Waypoint Outdoor Collective, they keep us in tune with you and you in tune with us. Welcome to the show there, Kevin. I was trying to, I was going to call you St. Nick, but it just didn't seem right. No, it doesn't really work. It's okay, though. Yeah. Swing and a miss on that one. I felt like I hit it out of the park on some of those intros. <laughs> some were okay, some didn't. But okay. I get into the world. Yeah. Hey, that's all good. Yeah. We have a different different show this year. What do you mean? But usually we tear it up. Oh, yeah. Person. Yeah, Kevin's got the old flu. Um, literally everybody but me and Carrie got, got sick. And it's because I have an immune system of a rhinoceros. And we don't ever see people, so it's kind of nice. Yeah, well, it's ironic because you're the only person I ever leave the house to see. Just working from home, doing nothing, or I'm like at your kennel. So I don't know yeah. what happened, but so we had well, to do solo or remote, whatever. Yeah, Jack Bear got you sick. He was at the yeah. Kelly's house playing with their kids. It happens. So we're doing it remote. Do you have a drink with you? Or are you just trying to stay sober because you you are under the weather? I'm trying to not ruin Christmas. <laughs> you already did that, pal. I know. Now, listen, I it's a little known fact. Partially the reason why I never get sick is because I flush my system with bush light. That so is true. You can soothe your throat. They used to sell little elixir bottles back in the 1800s. They really knew what the trick was, man. It was called moonshine. Yeah, or just brown liquor. I don't know, but it calms your throat. It clears your sinuses. I wouldn't be opposed if you ran upstairs and poured yourself a drink and got ready, but I'm not going to judge you if you don't. Are you looking at Rachel right now going, should I, shouldn't I? No, she's upstairs (laughs) doing bath time. (laughs) I'm trying to decide internally if that's what I need. (laughs) 
I can promise you it's not going to hurt you worse than you already are, bud. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. Anyways. uh, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you, pal. I'm excited to give the gifts to the kids. Yep. This is uh, 152 episodes. Wow. Wow. Do we want to commiserate a little bit? Commiserate's the wrong word, right? Because commiserate means you like look poorly upon. But uh, it's look poor. yes, it's somehow a negative way. But I feel like we've done a pretty good job. And on an extra positive note, while you were doing your intro, I found uh, Wheel of Fortune random name generator or like random name chooser for our Patreon Christmas. Oh, uh, oh yeah. So when we do that giveaway, it's a giant wheel of fortune board that spins and lands on someone's name. That's sick. I've got some ideas for, uh, I got some ideas on how to do that as well. So that'll be fun. Let's, uh, let's go back over the last year and I'm going to scroll really quickly and just put my finger down on one of our episodes and be like, Oh, that was a good one. Or, and just kind (laughs) of like right now, like I'm looking at, you know, like last week's episode, right at the top of the list, Texas and Oklahoma hunting with a side of cutting cattle. I mean, if you haven't listened to that episode, it, it recaps. That was a pretty cool, that was a cool episode. And it was, a, I, I enjoyed hearing stories. Uh, cowboy Bob is an interesting one. Like yeah, you, dude. All of a sudden a cowboy hat guy. Well, only in private. I don't have the guts to wear it in public. I just feel like I'm I'm uh, a liar, a cheat. Like you wear chaps, yeah, but that's during upland bird hunting, and still. So, anyways, that's a, a highlight. I think last year we kind of talked about bucket list trips that we wanted to go on, <clears> and yeah. I'd have to re-listen to that episode. But our last Christmas episode, yeah, but it's like I'm sure I said Oklahoma. I'm sure I did. I mean, it's been on my my hit list for a long time. So we'll see. Yeah. But that was a that was a good one. Um in the past year we had the famous Mr. Pat Burns on the on the podcast twice. Like pretty wild. Pretty wild. He took the time out of his day twice, you know, dropping so much knowledge and experience and just a cool dude and I was feel I felt privileged to have him on our show and and that he could share his knowledge with everybody who tunes in. He was a cool dude too. Like yeah, as, as a side note, like getting to know him a little bit, great guy. Yeah. Another highlight is I think we only had Blaine on once, so that's huge. Yeah, but you know he doesn't <laughs> listen to the show, so busting his chops like this, he's he's not even gonna know. Fair point, but I bet you someone who knows him is going to say Bob was busting his chops. Mm. So suck it, Blaine. <laughs> <laughs> that could be the title of the Christmas episode. <laughs> no, um, man, we had two two of the cool dudes from Meat Eater, uh, the Meat Eater Company. We had Chef Jean Paul and Sean Weaver. Like, that was cool. Yeah, two really nice guys that we don't know personally and ended up having excellent conversation and feel like we're friends with them now. Like really enjoyed enjoyed their their friendship on there. 
um, Clickety Clack, Clark Kennington, and Ira McCauley. I mean, Ira's been on the show a few times now. Clark's been on the show a few times. Just good dudes. Um, I enjoy their friendship, and to have them on the show is is fun to share that with our listeners. Um, I don't know Clark as well as I know Ira, but Ira is just a funny as hell. Every time I feel like we end up hanging up, and I just have like a stomach ache from laughing. Yeah, no doubt about it. He's great. Yeah. Tom Davis. Tom yeah. Davis. <laughs> what a character that dude is, man. He is all over the internet right now. Absolutely crushing, you know, business and dog training and house pets and people's problems with their dogs. And just like, it's like his life mission to help other people with their dogs. And, and he's doing a great job. So uh, the only sad part I will say, oh, we had Freddie King. Yeah. Killing it. Um, I dabbled a little bit more into the bite dog world, being invited to do the canine street league stuff. So we had a bunch of those guys on here, which is it's fun. Um, we've got an episode coming up with Carlos Ramirez, a, re- a renowned protection dog trainer and works with special forces and really nice guy, charismatic, good, good talker. So yeah, that was a great episode. So that's coming out soon. But uh, I'll tell you what, we need to set a goal because I'm looking back at the year. We started off on episode 121 and we only made it to 51. So what is that? 30 episodes in 52 weeks. We need to up our game next year, man. We can't have it be uh, that low. So everybody stay tuned for, I'm going to go for 45. There's definitely weeks we got to miss for for purposes, but We'll do better next year, bringing more of the Lone D your way. That's our Christmas gift to you. Maybe that to you is like a lump of coal. I don't know. I don't know. But, uh, oh, and Old Nubby, the story of Old Nubs, the buck I shot. That was sweet. Yeah. I'm. It's been a good year. Yeah, it has been a good year. It has been a good year. Um, Let's talk about... 2023 bucket list hunts. What are you, what are you thinking, man? Well, we, uh, I'm glad that we went out West ish. We went out West for Michigan. Oh, this past year, dude. Yeah. I I sort of forgot about that. Yeah. We did a whole super long road trip out to Michigan to hunt the UP for a few days. That was awesome. Yeah. Uh, seems like so long ago. Oh my God. Yeah. But I uh, would still want to get up to Maine. I think last year my answer was Maine. And okay. we just still haven't gone out that way. But I do feel like we're going to, we are making it happen to have a trip down south or somewhere out west to do a good hunt, to do like a lone duck hunt. So, uh, sorry, I'm putting my hand. My Hanta, my Santa hat on. Um, man, I look good. No wonder old Saint Nick pulled Mrs. Claus. What a stud he was. <laughs> uh, you want to go south to hunt? What do you mean south? Well, we're thinking like Arkansas or Louisiana or Missouri. Mm-hmm. It's like souther. 
the New York. Yeah, so- south of the New York, fair enough. Southwest-ish. Right. Yeah. I think what we're going to do, what we've been talking about doing, is putting a group of our Patreon members and offering a Patreon-exclusive hunting trip where we basically rent out a lodge and we all hang out for a couple days and hopefully shoot ducks. So yeah, that's a good idea, man. I, I that's that's a bucket list thing. I mean, I've been we've both been to Arkansas hunting with our friend Dakota. Oklahoma was cool. I feel like I missed the migration a little bit or was just in the wrong spot, right? Yeah, I mean, who knows. I still killed birds and it was fun. You didn't but do it's... too bad. I feel like you no. really hard on yourself. Like you went out there relatively completely in the dark and yeah. was able to run and gun like that's hard and as an example like we struggled pretty hard with that in michigan you yeah. know out there using on x and being like all right like let's go find an, an opportunity and yeah. it was miles on the ground and it was the same thing it was just troubleshooting the whole time yeah no doubt about it yeah it was a good experience um i another future podcast coming up dr joe spoo is in south dakota and loosely gave me the invite to come out next year and and do a combo waterfowl and upland bird hunt with Andy. Um, that to me is a major bucket list thing that I'd like to do too. So I've got to somehow plan a main trip, uh, Patreon lodge hunt in South Dakota, and be gone for about a month for Master Nationals. Yeah, that's so, pretty aggressive. I don't know if we'll be able to sneak Maine in. You never know. I mean, if we did a three-day trip, that's sort of doable. And, and it would have to be right when I get home from Master Nationals because I feel like early October is clutch up there. That's what I hear. Word on the grouse streets. Yeah, or we'll just drive super far like we did to Michigan. and you we'll didn't take a nice walk. One. You didn't kill one, did you? No. no. I only killed I only killed one, right? The last minute of the last day as the sun yeah. was going down. Yeah, you're right. Ticking. Yep. We were killing woodcock pretty well, and we got grouse points and flushes, but, yeah, it wasn't exactly burning the barrel. So, But I'm down for Maine, man, and I'm down. I really – South Dakota, North Dakota, Montana, it – um, Nebraska, the Platte River is still a bucket list for me. I'm actually think I'm going to Nebraska in January before I head south with Ethan and Kat and Peter. So maybe I can knock that bucket list off this year too, brother. I didn't even know you were doing any of that. What well, you, you might on? you might be invited, so we'll talk off air. What? What do you mean? What? I'm a killer, bud. It's it's in me. I got... What are you talking about? I didn't know you were going to uh, going out hunting with them. Well, yeah, I am. <laughs> okay. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, to be determined, we'll talk about that uh, when I get back, I guess. We'll do a podcast about that trip. So I'm excited, but I don't know the fine details, so I could have my hopes up that I'm going to hunt the Platte River, which is the bucket list. It's not just Nebraska. It's hunting the Platte River in Nebraska. And so if I'm just in Nebraska, not on the Platte River, I feel like I won't hit my bucket list. But we'll see. Why specific why specifically the Platte River? 
years and years and years ago, the TV show Ducks Unlimited's Water Dog TV was like, dude, it was the show that helped make me want to do this as, as a lifestyle and um, and take my dog out there and do it type of thing. And they hunted the Platte River with a Chesapeake and the host's yellow lab. And I think forever I've just envisioned doing it. Um, it's not big water. It's it's not even like our rivers here where they're like 150 yards across. Now, maybe there's sections of it that are. I don't really know. But it's like smaller. Ducks are right in your face. Um, and I like shooting mallard ducks. It's probably my favorite duck to shoot. And I'd like to shoot a greenhead on the Platte River, man. It's a pretty good so, answer. Yeah. Let's uh let's get into some of the holiday spirit, bud. A little ho ho. Ring ho, ting little... tingling ting ting tingling d. <laughs> sound like uh, garbage. <laughs> yeah, you do sound like garbage. That's okay. You got the <laughs> at least you're here. You That's right. It. So um go ahead, bud. You start. We had a few people write in holiday related questions. Appreciate all of that. And one of the questions was, what is the best gift that you would suggest somebody get for their dog? Ooh, best gift. I like to give gifts that give back to me. Peanut but... butter. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right, let's think here. <laughs> Caught you off guard on that one, eh? Yeah. So I, let's let's maybe bracket it like expensive, medium expensive, stocking stuffer. Okay, so we've got tiers sure. of the gift. Like, yeah, all right, that's good. You know, like, like maybe mom and dad back in the day had like one big gift, and then like you know new clothes and a, a toy or whatever, like a smaller toy, and then your stocking stuffer. Yeah. So big gift, I'd have to say, is a gunner kennel. And I'm not just saying it because of the sponsorship. I'm saying it's a big ticket item. It's expensive, but it's going to keep the dog safe when you're traveling out during hunting season and in spring, summer, fall training. And it's it's not going to break. It's not going to fall apart. It's going to be there the entire dog's life. And so you're investing, you know, a big ticket item on Christmas, right? So That's I think answer. That's fair. Yeah. I think for me, I, I do believe a gunner kennel would be a killer gift. The second gift that's like maybe in the hundred dollar range that I don't do a ton of or use a ton of, but I think every couple weeks you bring this bad boy out, it's gonna increase the excitement level for the dog. They're gonna enjoy it. Is one of those handheld launchers that shoots the bumper out. Um, oh yeah. What are those things called? Uh, like lucky launchers. And I know DT systems makes one, um, retriever trainer standing stone supply zing. Yes, you can. Bam. So standing stone has those DT handheld launchers, uh, retriever trainer has those launchers, but standing stones got it. So if you need it, um, I think especially like, before the dog goes home in my program, I like to use those things because it's loud, exciting, uh, 
you know, marks can be close. They can be far. You can skip them across the ground or skip them across the water for, you know, opportunities for breaking and the dogs really have fun with them. I don't do it all the time, but I, I think it's a good stocking stuffer for the, the lone handler, the lone trainer. And then the next thing I would say is either a fresh pack of three inch bumpers. Cause I don't really use the two inch much or like a six pack of Dokens. Well, Dokens are expensive. So maybe not a six pack, but six bumpers pack of Dokens is a hefty gift. Yeah. That'd be like a hundred bucks too. So I don't know, but, but more bumpers, you can never have enough bumpers as your dog is increasing its skill level on marks and T pattern and blinds. Um, having more bumpers is handy. So those are some of the things I would think to get my dog, if you will. Uh, what about you? I like the GPS collar. I think it's so much fun to see how far my dogs run and speed at which they're running and blah, blah, yeah. blah, as you put down the miles in the grouse woods. That's true. Good something good about thought. it. Yeah, that one I really like. Um, but it's not really for the dog, which I guess the gunner kennel maybe is for the dog's safety, but the dog's not going to give a crap. The other two gifts were they would like. What would you give a dog for like in their satisfaction? Well, that's a great question. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Treats. Yeah. A high five. Yeah. Um, All right. What, uh, what is your favorite Christmas movie? This was asked from one of our Instagrammers. Christmas favorite Christmas movie. I like the one. I'm a twofer guy. I like uh, the Grinch, which is fantastic. Hmm. Uh, and then I like the one with the heat miser and snow miser. And I don't is I don't know if that's the year without a Santa Claus. It is the year without a Santa Claus. You are correct. Well, that is the best one. Period. Yep. That's uh that is my favorite, the year without a Santa Claus. It was a year without a Santa Claus. Yep. There it is. Google it if you haven't. You can get it on Amazon. Can you? Yeah, dude. Come on. I watch it every year. Um, another one that I like is I mean the Grinches are good. I like the cartoon Grinch the most. I'm, I'm kind of a classic guy. I like the old classics. The new Grinch with, uh, what's his nuts there? Jim Carrey is great, but I still like the old classic cartoon Grinch. Maybe uh, the Rudolph one where he's like, cl- cl- not claymation, but like he's a, like he just walks like he's stiff, like, ur, 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 ur. Like, I like that Rudolph one, man, where he's going and find like the, yeah, yeah, dude, Yukon Cornelius and what an adventure Rudolph went on. Oh yeah. So those are my, my three faves that I try and watch every year. Um, Least favorite Christmas movie. This is where I could go on for hours. There's so many bad ones. They're just disgusting. Pretty much anything on the Hallmark channel. Don't tell Carrie, don't tell Carrie that. It's terrible. Um, I'll get sucked down a rabbit hole, though, man. I'll watch one with her and be like, you know what? I might be tearing up right now. No, they're the worst. Uh, anything on the Hallmark Channel, one. Two, um, oh, it's on, like, re- reruns every... Um, Christmas Story? Yeah. Shoot your eye out? Yeah, Hate not it. a fan. 
not a fan. I, you can't laugh at them. Yeah. I remember watching it when we were real little and like Uncle Mark and Uncle Brian had it on TV or something. And I'm watching yeah. it. I'm like, this isn't funny. No, I, like, there's zero humor in it. And it's, oh, it's the worst. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I definitely don't like that one. I'm also like not a Christmas time home alone guy. Like, oh, I like my, that was my last one is hate them. No, I don't hate. Hate won't watch them. I just don't look at it like a Christmas movie. I don't say like, hey, let's get this good Christmas feeling and watch Home Alone. I think if you're like on a plane ride somewhere and Home Alone's there, it's like, oh, I'll watch it. Like, it's not my favorite. I think Macaulay Culkin, um, he really made out as a child. I wish I like, well, remember the other Macaulay Culkin show where he was Richie Rich. Richie mm. Rich. That, that was, was a good one, man. That was a good one. Yeah. He was a stud muffin, man. Old Macaulay. He, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you get your dog's Christmas presents? Came in from Rocky Mountain Pet Resort. Interesting question. Uh, I don't. I think Carrie does. I don't know. I don't think she does. She gets some outfits for like Halloween and stuff. Yeah. But that's because she likes to dress up and it's like the one day a year that they put some, we put something on our dogs. That's fair. Um, yeah, no, we don't really do that. I do you have stockings for them. No, you don't have a stocking for birdie. I do not have a stocking for her. No. Interesting. I would have thought you'd have had one for birdie and then all the other ones just fall out of love. <laughs> just... <laughs> it's like the second child syndrome. Like what I've got, no one gives yeah. a crap about me. They love you because you're the baby and Kelly, cause she's smart and nice and good. <laughs> I bet dad will listen to this and be like, we love you, you too. Yeah. You're getting a phone call. Oh yeah. No doubt. Do, do, do favorite Christmas song. Uh, this one's a tough one. I don't know. I, I'm I'm an all-around anti-Christmas music guy. Dude, you suck. You had it on the other day with Jack in the car. Yeah, it's because he's a baby and you have to, like, I can't just, like, cancel Christmas for him. I can't do that already. <laughs> yeah, because you're a Grinch. Yeah, that's not fair. No, I it's not put fair. put that on him. But, that's no, I, I'm, I'm not a... I just... All right, I like the one. I always get into the one that's, like, the instruments, the, like... The Russian orchestra or whatever it is, where it's like Yeah, you can't help but get fired up. I'm fired up right now. I'm sweating. Yeah. All right. That one is interesting. Uh but Michael Blue Blay, the worst. Man, you are just a Grinch. I'm just saying. Rocking around the Christmas tree. It's a Christmas party hop. I'm a big Bing. I'm like an old classic nostalgic Christmas guy. Bing Crosby, Nat King Cole. I can crush that stuff, man. Like it's- I'll even go Mariah Carey. I mean, hammers. But the new age stuff, like, <laughs> just not for me. I don't need to hear Luke Bryan singing me Christmas songs or Jason. I don't Aldi's. need to hear Luke Bryan singing me anything. Dude, you got you got anything nice to say? No, not right now. We're on a. T- you keep bringing up all my my uh, least faves. Yeah, 
Oh man. Uh, what else we got written down? I feel like we got a couple more. Let me look in the chat section here. Worst Christmas, best Christmas gift. Yeah, I freaking covered it, I guess, huh? What's the worst Christmas gift you ever got? I think I'm tired of getting ornaments. <laughs> I know that that's super mean because it's like people we really love are getting them for us. But there's no room on the damn tree anymore, man. Like my dog ate like half of mine, so I don't I have more room on the tree now. But yeah, that's a good point. That's like a oh thanks. Now I got to find somewhere to not break it for a year. Yeah, <laughs> or like I find it in my cup holder in the backseat of my truck because I put it in there on Christmas Day and like find it eight months later when I clean it out. Yeah, I think I, um, I find Christmas. I find your Christmas ornaments in I, my Christmas box every, from when we live together. Yeah, and it's always like, damn, I got to give this to Bob so I can have one less thing in my house. Yeah, no, I hear you. Uh, that would be one where, cause they're not like cheap either. They're like 10, 20 bucks where you're like, just that I, I'm okay now. Like save, <laughs> save it for some, one of the other kids or whatever. Like I got it. Um, what else? I think that's probably it. I mean, I always need new underwear. I always need new socks, like wool socks. So I don't dislike those. I appreciate no, that. Those are always good. I'm a very like, Oh, Christmas sweaters. Like not, I'm not talking ugly sweaters, which I never get gifted, but it's like people just give me like a nice sweater to wear. And it's like, when am I going to wear this? Yeah. It's going to be dirty as soon as I get home. Just give me a flannel. I'll, I'll be fine. Yeah. New, no, that's new a good Christmas, point. New Christmas flannels or the LL Bean chamois are my jam. It's a great point. Yeah. And then, <laughs> and then the other thing is like, I just, if I need something, I get it myself. I don't think to be like, oh, you know what? It's November. Let me. Why don't I wait and hope someone does something nice for me? Yeah. Why don't I send this to somebody and be like, hey, I'm thinking about this, you know? No, I just get it and be done with it. So (laughs) yeah, I get it. Let's do do a couple. I'm going to read through a couple of these questions here. We're going to do some non-holiday Q&A to help people fix stuff with their dogs. Cause I feel like that's the St. Nicholas thing to do right now. That's I'm going to drop, how we get on the nice list. Yeah. I'm going to drop a little bit of knowledge in your Christmas stocking. How old were you when you had a Santa realization? I was, Oh good. That's a good. Another Christmas question, bud. Um, Kelly and I were still in elementary school cause we were riding the bus together. She was older than I was, obviously. So she still believed in Santa till maybe, let's say, fifth grade. And I was in third grade um, or four, second and fourth or whatever. But it was at that age where we went into mom and dad's bedroom and sat down and we were like, listen, uh, these dudes were on the bus telling us Santa's not real. <laughs> and it's like, you know, you kind of want to punch that kid in the mouth because, like, you don't have to tell anyone. Yeah. Right. Like why you got to be the dink that ruins it for the the third grader or second grader. Like that's still a little kid. True. But if anybody's driving their kids to school right now, listening to this podcast. Oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe I'll make this episode explicit or something. And maybe people actually look at that. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, I know. it. I know. it. 
Uh, speaking of, how about Joe Spoo dropping the F-bomb on that episode? I was <laughs> laughing my butt off inside like, oh, dang, bud. I loved it. Way to get aggressive. Doctor, yeah. Do- doctor, doctor, give me the news. <laughs> oh, yeah. That, like inside, I'm like, yes. I just sense- love when people are real people. I know. Every week I censor myself for you all. Okay? Just know that my mouth is potty. And I censor <laughs> Almost, naughty list. <laughs> yeah, almost every sentence I say on this podcast, I'm thinking of how not to say a bad word. Just trying to stay on the, the good list, bud. But yeah, how old were you when you got ruined? I don't know. I, I don't know. I, there was never like a specific thing. Like, in, like, it sounds like you had like a real moment that you clearly remember for the next 30 years of your life. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> But uh, I just feel like I was very pragmatic as a kid and was like, yeah, what's the timing on this? That just doesn't make sense. Like, how do we organize all this? No one can figure this out. Not to mention, I just don't want people like coming in my house and whatnot. Like, mind your own business. It's flipping magic, bud. Yeah, exactly. Like, riddle me that one. So magic. Uh, I don't know if it was like a I can't believe it or more like a I don't want to. I don't want to just think some dude's coming in my house. Shoot, man. I liked it. Um, One of my favorite Christmas things that mom and dad did was, I would assume, first thing in the morning is he put snow on his boots and, like, put them near the fireplace and, like, on the carpet going towards the tree. Sealed the deal, man. How can you not believe there's (laughs) snow on the ground with boot marks? It's like, oh, my God. Like, he wears snow. He wears the same size LL Bean boots as Dad. <laughs> size nines. Yeah. He never got out of fifth grade with his boots. <laughs> oh God, I can't wait till Dad listens to this. He's gonna be pissed. He's gonna laugh his butt off. Oh. Yeah. All right. You know what? Yes. You know what memories I do like as a kid. Remember when Nelson used to uh, shred open all the paper? Yeah, like we'd give him the paper and he'd just go to town. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He used to jump on us, knock us down, and then rip our gloves (laughs) or winter hat off our head. And then dad would be MFing him (laughs) running around the backyard trying to catch him. (laughs) We're probably crying because we're, you know, got snow in our face. And, you know, Nelson's like doing the zoomies with our winter hat. (laughs) That dog was great. (laughs) <laughs> it's so what a, he was such a dick but he was great yeah, those, those are some of my favorite yeah favorite that was good memories. it was funny <laughs> yeah he was a great dog yeah great dog all right man let's do a couple q a's oh geez amy dunn 814 really hits it hard with the first one how do you manage dog training and time with family amy i don't <laughs> i suck at it it's a conscious effort every day to be better than I was before because it's a lifestyle. It's not a job. It doesn't shut off at five o'clock when you want it to. It doesn't start at nine o'clock in the morning when you want it to. It's from the sun goes up till the sun goes down. And the minute I wake up in the morning, I'm thinking about not just the dogs, but it's just like business in general. Like what can I do to move the needle forward in our business? Um, You know, the podcast, the Instagram, the messages I have to answer, the Patreon, 
the phone calls that come in, which I normally don't get back to. So my bad, everybody. And <laughs> yeah. And, you know, and then by the way, go and train 20 to 40 dogs and compete on the weekends. And then when I come home from the weekends, suck it up buttercup and do family time, even though I'm tired. And so it's not easy. I think I'm thankful and lucky to do what I love for a living. And so it doesn't make it that hard on me, but I do believe it makes it hard on others around me that look at me and are like, you need to relax. You need to calm down. You need to take time for yourself. If I hear someone say, take time for myself one more time, they're going to get a lump of coal in their damn stocking. But I like what I do. So I'm lucky. And I like what I do most days. Um, But I have to be very conscious of giving family time and you know, part of it too, is I needed to grow my business so that I could hire other people and delegate. So I could come home after training and at six o'clock drop the trailer and say, all right, you know, workers, I'll see you tomorrow morning. And they feed and air and clean and, you know, do things like that. So, you know, but the first six years of business uh, was seven days a week for six years. I don't know how many days in a row that is, but it was, it's tough. It's a sacrifice. Next up, uh, Mitchell Sampson. Can I reinforce fetch on an older dog that's not been properly forest fetched? Yeah, I think we talked about this on a recent podcast, maybe. Um, but it kind of comes back to what does the dog understand? What are they screwing up? And I wouldn't be afraid come duck season's over. It's winter blues. There's nothing else to do. Take the dog back through the process and just, it won't take as long because it already knows, but patch the holes in the training that you're finding or you're struggling with. So selfish plug links in the description, lone ducks, force fetch course, Watch it, get it for Christmas, treat yourself. I don't know, but watch it and then say, you know what? Come February 1st, I'm going to tackle this and I'm going to revisit all the steps that I may have missed or rushed that the dog doesn't understand and rebuild that foundation. And then come springtime, boom, you're off and running. So yes, I do think you can redo it with your old dog. And I think you can do it the right way. Hashtag Lone Ducks Force Fetch Course. Uh, CJ Lloyd, 2012. I wonder if that's the year he graduated high school. CJ Lloyd college. That's when I started Lone Duck. Wow. All right, bro. How would you fix excited mouthing? Um, boy, I would point you to talk about dogs. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, oh, oh. zing. Uh, dude, I think that that would go back again, selfish plug to the force fetch course. I, and this is why I built the course so that it can help folks like yourself, you know, work through some of these deals that you're struggling with. Right. So it happens often really high drive dogs that are super excitable are going to be a little more chompy, a little more rolly, maybe grab the rope and twirl it around a little bit. Um, Kevin, can you jump on Patreon and say we're going to be like five, 10 minutes late, please? Yeah. Thank you. Um, I would say that that's having a, a good force fetch 
gives you the tools in the tool belt to work on the excited mouthing. So whether it's indirect pressure on here, Nick, here, so they hustle their bustle towards you, or whether it's a sit, Nick, sit, or sick, sit, stick, sit um, at the line. You know, maybe they deliver beautifully to hand, but once they sit next to you, they start chomping a little bit and like thrashing their head around a little. Um, but having a good foundation of a solid force fetch will, will work on that. Up south, Golden Retrievers, uh, big shout out to my friend Gannon and Kuma, Master National Kuma. Um, thank you for the Christmas card, bro. Beautiful family. He said, when are you heading south this winter? I am leaving at the end of January, right after the hunt with Ethan, Kat, and Peter. I think my friend LJ is going to who owns Indy, our raisin train dog. So right at the end of January, we're going to go to mid-April, run a couple tests and trials and boogie on home. Do, do, do. Let's see. Most talented retriever you've ever trained, Tanner Whitmore. Hmm. I mean, Birdie's right here, actually, if you want to just like <laughs> give her a shout out. The bird, yeah. She's sleeping. Man, I think that's a good question. I, I'll be honest with you. I see flaws in every dog. And so I have to like remember that they're all a dog. They're all individuals. And so when I have to pick my most talented, it's like, well, Hunter is a, a extremely talented dog, extremely fun to train extremely challenging to train at times too. And you've probably heard me talk about him on the podcast because he's, he's so high drive and there are things that we've got to do to like rein him in, but talent wise, it comes out his ears. Quinn is extremely talented. Um, pretty good team player, but sometimes when she thinks she's in trouble, she can get weird on me. Most like I would say once a month or once every other month, we just have like this mental meltdown with her. But other than that, she's super consistent, comes out of the box, happy every day to train, gives me 110% every day. Very good marking dog, very good blind running dog. But once in a great while, she can get squirrely on you. And you got to be, you know, cautious and careful and thoughtful and quick to get her out of it or teach her in that moment. Um, Lizzie, Ember, Me I mean, Memphis, like, up until this young crew of dogs that are not young anymore, they're three, three and a half, four years old. But up until then, I would say Memphis was hands down one of the most naturally talented and gifted and team player and come out of the box happy every day with very little quirks. Um, so, yeah. Uh, last one, Nick Daly, 18 week old pup can retrieve as far as I can throw it. What's, next bit of one man what's next for a one-man operation he had a little autocorrect error so eight <laughs> 18 week old pup what is that kevin three and a half four months old three months old three months old ah oh, geez man just four slow down old. four and a half months old is it well now we're getting into a little bit older I mean, you can work around decoys. You can do place work and put them on a dog stand. Not, a, I don't. I don't want dogs at that age jumping on and off of Momarsh stands. They can jump onto it, but I don't like them jumping off. Their joints are so they're so little still. Um, but I'm working on place. I'm working on treat training with heel. 
and, you know, honing my come when called, you know, here, um, I would, you know, one man training operation, don't be find a friend, find a hunting buddy, get a girlfriend, a wife, a boyfriend. I don't give a crap, Nick, get them to go out twice a week and throw bumpers for you so that you can start extending the marks for that dog, as well as have them looking out. I don't want them looking from your side. At this age, I wouldn't be using one of those like DT launcher things that shoots a 22 over top of their head. That's a little too young to be doing it. Um, maybe two months from now, now we're maybe talking when you properly do gun introduction. Um, but there's plenty of things that you can do that help put little tools in their tool belt to become a duck dog besides just marks. Um, even like the hunted up command, you know, take a pigeon, take a, a dead duck and hide it in the woods and take them for a little hunt them up situation. So they, they do start using their nose, stick it in some cattails, get them in there, let them dig it out, put it in some thorns and, you know, places they don't want to go. And all of a sudden they feel confident that they can get in there and dig it out. Um, so those are, some ideas for a one-man operation that can can take you pretty far over the next two months before you start collar conditioning and force fetch and tee pattern and all the other big dog stuff. Um, but my best advice is don't be a one-man operation. Find somebody that can help throw bumpers for you or throw ducks for you. Save your ducks, a couple ducks this season, and stick them in the freezer so you've got training birds. And uh, find you some live pigeons, you know, get on marketplace craigslist and find some live pigeons to to throw standing stone them. supply oh yeah standing stone supply sells pigeons that they'll ship right to your house it's just opportunities are endless i mean this is this is the fun stage man everything's a game everything's fun build them well ho 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 right now i'm gonna slug a little bush light in honor of your holiday spirit and holiday cheer i wish you and your family a happy new year, a 2023. Um, I hope that it's healthy and happy. I hope that uh, you and your dogs progress. I hope you take challenges and move forward with your dog. Don't just keep them the same. Keep building and growing. Um, I hope you have fun this holiday season. If it's still duck season near you, I hope you're finding them and smashing them with that bismuth. And Kevin, thanks for another great Great year of podcasts together. The next year is going to be even better, buddy. Cheers. Cheers to you, my friend. I'll see you on the Patreon happy hour. And if you aren't on Patreon, get on Patreon. We're about to throw down. Hey, join our community. If you enjoy the show, if you enjoy our YouTube, if you enjoy Instagram, it's like buying me and Kevin a beer. Join patreon.com forward slash Lone Duck Outfitters. The link is in the description. Click that link. Join the community. We've got tons of great videos, tons of great content, and you can ask me more questions. So join it. Enjoy it. We did it for you, and you're helping us produce this show. So thank you so much to that community. Get in, get out, let's roll. Patreon.com forward slash Lone Duck Outfitters. 
Hey listeners, Nick Larson here, host of the Bird Shop Podcast. As fans of this show, you may be interested in the conversations on the Bird Shop Podcast, where we discuss all things upland hunting, from upland birds and their habitat and conservation, to the shotguns, bird dogs, and gear used to pursue them. Whether you're a seasoned upland hunter or just getting started and wanting to learn more, I interview a wide range of guests, each with their own unique perspective and valuable experience to share. If you're on the hunt for more upland hunting conversation, please consider subscribing to the Bird Shop Podcast today. Thank you.